And now I'm just thinking as well that it's important to be reading your your Bible, you know, reading the word that he gave us, that he like he left us because people say that they have a relationship with God because they pray. But that's a one sided relationship. You know, you say whatever you want to him. But then when it comes to listening, you don't want to listen. Welcome to a Christian podcast, the podcast where we have Christ centered conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. All right, what's up, y'all? So we are at Freedom Park. It is raining. It ain't pouring, pouring, but it is raining pretty good right now. But we got the shelter, so we're going to let it keep rocking. So I'm going to let everybody go down the line. Just say your name, um, and then we'll get to it. I'm China. I'm Sophia. I'm Kia. I'm Michaela. And I'm Chris. Smooth. So the question of the day is, what does it mean to be a Christian? Because I think, like, a lot of people associate, like, Christianity with, um, like, an identity versus, like, a a being. Meaning, like, I hear people say often, I grew up Christian. Like, I grew up, meaning, I don't, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saved, but I grew up in a household that practices Christian ideas, or my parents were, were Christians, and so... I hear that often. I grew up Christian, or I grew up Christian, and it's like, let's get down to what it really means to actually be uh, a Christian. And so, uh, China and I were talking yesterday, and that we kind of ended up on that topic. And I so I was like, let's let's discuss that a little bit more. So let's let's tap into that. So, um, at any in any order, it don't matter. Like, just name some things that you think of when you think about the Christian walk and like what it takes to be a Christian and also we can also talk about what it doesn't take to be a Christian well the first thing I thought was denying your flesh because that is something that we are called to do as Christians to turn away from our old ways and you know we become new creatures when we begin to walk with and follow Christ so denying the flesh and turning away from your old ways is something that I think about when I think of being a Christian? Um, I think of just, you know, just following Christ and living each day to be more like Christ. Um, when I think of Christian, um, even just in all of my ways, I'm trying to be like Jesus was, you know. I'm trying to love people like Jesus loved people, and I that's just what I think of. Smooth. Uh, I would say follower of Christ um, and truly acknowledging that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Um, Because I feel like there's a lot of people that say they grew up Christian, but they don't personally acknowledge that he was our Lord and Savior. Yeah, that's real. Um, (laughs) That's real. Like I had a conversation yesterday with someone that um, they, they, they said they would go to heaven. Right, like if it came down to it, and it was just the last day, they would go to heaven. And I was asking them what their criteria for salvation is, and they were saying like their relationship with God. And you know, they started to talk about the things that they do, helping people, um, giving back, you know, praying, things that are good to do. But at the end of the day, that doesn't get you to heaven, right? And so it's that it's that confession that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, 
And so, ah, that's good. So what does that mean to to surrender your will to Christ? What does that look like practically? Because we know, we, we say it like, yeah, yeah, I surrender my life to Christ. We say it, but like, what does that actually, after the altar call and after the moment of salvation, what does that look like on a day-to-day? Like, what do you have to give up? Um, what is the cost of salvation, in other words? Uh, okay. <laughs> For me, um, personally, that looked like, you said practically, right? So mm-hmm. there was things that I already knew I was doing that didn't agree with Christ and who Christ was. So practically that looked like cutting those things out. Now it took a process because I did try to just cold turkey everything Ooh, and awesome. then yeah. fell right back into those yeah. same things. But um, just making an effort to continue to go to God and ask him what do I need to cut off and cut out of my life so that I am walking in Christ daily. So in a practical sense, cutting some stuff off that you know just isn't God. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. real. Um, one thing for me is like music. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you really start to get intentional about your walk with Christ, you like, I can't keep listening to the same music. Absolutely. And, you know, I love good, good rap, good R&B. Yeah. And I still listen to it from time to time. I know some Christians that have uh, completely cut it off because they say that's what's necessary for them. Um, and I think there's levels to it. Like, I'll probably get to a point one day where I'm like at a place where it's like I can't really, I can't really afford to listen to stuff like that. Moderation, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we all grow as levels to it, and so like right now, I'm not gonna say that I completely don't listen to any secular music, but I I do it, you know, every once in a while, and I even when I do, um, like your spirit will tell you when you like, all right, it's too much. Like at, at a certain point, you like, man, this don't even feel comfortable no more to listen to it, or if it does, you're like. I just think of my my body as a place for God to live, and so it's like, would God? Would I play this in front of God? You know what I'm saying? Like, would I really play this in front of God? Because He's always with us, right? If we if you're a believer, um, then your, His Spirit is with you, and so that's a question to ask with any action. Really, it's like, would I be okay doing this if God were right here? Because He is, but we don't see Him. I think that's where like discernment comes in. Like, I feel like. The more you walk with Christ, the more you, um, you know, read the Bible and study, like your spirit starts to feel like unsettled when you do certain things. So like, um, like even with music for me, um, personally, I used to listen to a lot of praise the Lord. Thank God for Jesus. Um, (laughs) But like now my spirit is just not comfortable. It's not it's not comfortable just sitting and listening to the words, you know, or even like. I, even if the words aren't negative, like I can discern that something may be off with like this song and I'm not going to listen to it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I have like found music that kind of like is like a chill, like R&B, R&B type, like Christian music mm-hmm. that I have been listening to. Um, but I feel like that came with levels like we said before. Yeah. Yeah, to go back to your original question when you said, um, like, practically, what does that look like? 
I think it's like daily inventory and like making sure that you acknowledge God's presence, talking to him on a regular basis and like consulting, kind of like he was saying. And I heard y'all just talking about like boundaries, setting boundaries with other people, but setting boundaries for yourself in your walk, allowing him to kind of help you establish what that should look like. Mm -hmm. And it can look different, I feel like, for different people, depending on kind of where you are in your walk with Christ. That's real. Um, what so what are some other things? And we're not gonna talk about like sacrifices the whole time, but there there is a cost to everything. Like anything, my mom always said when I was a kid, like everything come with a cost. Like anything free, you think it's free, somebody had to pay for it. Right. Um, and so this walk with Christ, it does it does come with a cost. And one thing I respect about the guy that I was talking about yesterday is he said that I'm unwilling to do the things necessary for that next level essentially mm -hmm. is what he's saying wow. and i was like i respect that because most people actually feel that way but they don't say it and they'll try to blame wow. god or christianity or say this is too or this is blah 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 but I, I was like you know i can respect that you admit that i'm not willing to stop doing what i want to do right. for yeah. god that's the most honest thing i heard in a minute and i was like all right now I can't you admitting that there's no there's no progression there like other than like prayer I could pray for him but when, when once he said that it was kind of just like for me at least talking to him when we try to like minister to people or try to uh, spread the gospel to people you can only talk people to Christ so much yeah. otherwise you just had to pray for them because I can't I can't minister against an unwilling heart yeah. If you're willingly saying I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna do what it takes. I, there's nothing I can do, and so you'll just waste your time talking to people. But the best thing you can do is, is spread the gospel in love, and then you know, keep it moving and just pray for them. Uh, that's the only thing that could really help. So, when you um, said that, it made me think. My mom says that you can have as much or less of God as you want, mm. and um, so when I was like going taking my inventory which things that i need to get, like sacrifice what was the cause to follow god i essentially said god um my plan is definitely not your plan so you can just do whatever you want with my plans and just have my life you know and, and that made a whole 360 out of it things just started changing 180 it's all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. I say 360 I all know, the time, I and I mean 180. I Thank you. But um, <laughs> I just wanted to help. No, you that is fine because every time I say it, I have to correct myself. But um, that may <laughs> right. It's the same direction. I do a whole other turn. I go the opposite way. But like, I've said it before, and I thought about it, I'm like, that's the yeah. It's a it's a circle. 360 is a circle. But like um, but beforehand like i wanted to do one thing with my life and i said lord this doesn't sound right it's not working out i'm hitting roadblocks what do you want me to do let's just do that i'll do whatever you want me to do and that's fine um and then it comes to this thing of thinking about i didn't want to have a mediocre life if that makes sense like i was like I, if i can have as much of god as i want and that means I don't have to have a mediocre life. But when you were speaking, it made me think of that. I can have as much of him as I want and whatever that entails. I can go travel the world spreading the gospel and do that. I don't have to just mm -hmm. sit at home and 
just be okay. I mean, if you work a nine to five, I'm not saying anything to that, but that doesn't have to be it for me. There can be more because I'm sacrificing, um, I'm giving up what I want for my life to follow Christ. But you just made me think of that. Yeah. So let's talk about like the the benefits, because like when you hear it, you like I'm giving up my will. That don't sound the best. Like, like if we're being real, that doesn't sound like the best thing. Like, we're we're all used to it because we, we've been walking with Christ. But for somebody that's not saved, you saying you want me to stop doing this, stop doing what I want to do, stop drinking, blah blah blah, whatever I, whatever people do, to follow a God that I can't see. Right. Hmm. Like I can. I. It doesn't. Makes it's not hard for me to believe that people struggle with that. Yeah. Because I'm like. When you say it that way, it's like, yeah, I mean, it does, yeah. So, how, um, what are the benefits of actually doing, like what you said, Kia, and anybody can answer this, but like actually giving up, surrendering your will, and doing what God has called us to do? Um, the first thing that comes to mind for me is protection. Um, there's lots of scenarios where I. <laughs> And my own understanding and leading, like, led myself into situations I had no business being in, which caused consequences that I didn't have to um, to deal with at the time. And so even though he will lead me to do things sometimes that I don't always understand, when I look back, I see his protection, you know, over um, some of those, those things he's been prompting me to do or not do. That's real. Um, I kind of just thought about how he has like a better plan than what we have for ourselves, like how she was saying earlier. Um, once you acknowledge like how good God is and realize like who, like his character and his holiness, you know, his greatness and how much he loves us, you realize that the things, the way that you think about yourself, like he sees you in a greater way and he wants to use you, you know, mm -hmm. in a greater way. So when you surrender, you know, and you repent, you know, when you're like turning away from your old ways, you know, he's like, I have better for you, you know, and that's that takes a lot of faith, you know, to really just put your trust in someone that you cannot see. But he does have a greater plan. That's good. I think like for me, um, one of the main benefits is you get a provider. Ooh, my voice cracked a little bit, <laughs> but you. But I had my voice cracked a little bit right then. Uh, but you get a provider, and one of God's names is Jehovah Jireh, and He's the God who sees and provides. Ah, you funny. <laughs> you funny. That's awesome. Nah, but He's the God who sees and provides. So, um, throughout that time of getting to know Him and getting to know uh, just more and more about your Father you get to see how he provides for your life in supernatural ways that you can't even think about how you've gotten blessed or you've gotten a paycheck or a bonus or honestly just even if you had fun one night and didn't even know how to make it home, that was God. Just the, And those different benefits, yeah, you, you should sacrifice, you should go to God for what you should necessarily give up Mm -hmm. to be a follower of him um, and and what are your own convictions as well um, but I gained definitely a provider in that 
Um, I think it's just a greater sense of love. Like for me, um, just growing up, I've seeked so much like love from so many different places, so many other people. I just wanted to be, you know, confirmed with like this group of friends or like this or that. And it's with following Jesus and getting to know um, Jesus, it's just like kind of like what China was saying earlier, like this this love is really immense and it's just, I don't even really know the words to completely describe it, but everything that I lacked and looked for, I found in him. Satisfaction. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's just so good. And it's, I hate that I don't have the words to describe it, but like, I don't mind sacrificing all of that stuff because all that stuff was just me trying to be something else me trying to find love somewhere else when he had it the whole time he was just like okay come on over here just put that to the side you know because that's little compared to what i have for you right yeah um in thinking about what china said you don't have to plan anything when you follow christ like you really don't he has a whole plan for your life so just walk that path you don't have to decide what you want to do. You can say, God, what do you want me to do? And he has a whole plan. So the benefit of it is I don't have to actually know what my life is going to actually look like. Because if I trust him and have confidence in him, it's always going to be blessed. And it's always going to look nice because he's not going to leave me out here for failure. And he'll take me wherever it is for me to prosper. So that's a great thing about it. Mm -hmm. And then just to sprinkle on top of that, sorry, like <laughs> our desires just start to align with yeah. what he desires for us so yeah. it's not even like yeah, you know oh we don't have a plan we're just gonna do whatever he wants right. us to be happy too so right. whatever his plan is lines up with what we desire right. as well so we're gonna find joy in that too right. yeah the deception of the enemy is to make you think that being a christian like the moment you sacrifice and and surrender your life to christ like your life is gonna be boring it's gonna be dry Nothing fun is going to happen. You're going to have to sit in your room and just read the Bible all day. <laughs> That's not what this walk is. It's it's. I've had more fun being a Christian than not. And the other thing is the fun that you have as a as a Christian and a willing a, somebody that's willing to please God is you actually get to enjoy the fun. Like oh, you actually true. you're not looking around your back. You're not worried about the consequences of what you're doing. You actually like. When I hang out with my friends, I never had to worry about like is something crazy about to happen or is God gonna be unsatisfied with what I'm doing? I'm like, yo, you ain't gotta have that feeling of like regret. Like, yeah, dang, dang I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. like you, you, we don't, cause at the end of the day, you should feel when you do certain things, you should feel bad. Now, the more you, the more. The more we do anything, the more comfortable we get. So it works the same way with, with doing righteous things or doing sinful things. The more you sin, you do start to get, at a certain point, you do get to get comfortable. And at the moment that you're comfortable in sin is the moment that you should really be concerned and that you should run back to God. Because like, I think, I ain't going to speak for everybody, but I think we've all been at a place where you realize, like, wait a second, I'm... This is getting a little bit too, like, it's getting a little bit too easy. Yeah. like Or not even easy, but just, like, it's not really, you know, when you first do something, you let's just say even, like, when you were a kid and you messed something up and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the end of the world. And if you've done that same thing again, you're like, 
I'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be straight. <laughs> you kind of get used to it. Uh, it's the same thing with God. And so we want to, uh, you you want to always check yourself. Like, if you know you're doing something that's wrong, and I actually pulled up a little while ago, Galatians 5, um, which reads the, the acts uh, the acts of the flesh. Because there are some things that people might debate is this wrong or is this even sinful like i should be able to get away with doing this or that but galatians lists a smooth list of some things that we are are acts of the flesh so it says the acts of the flesh are obvious (laughs) sexual he made it very plain sexual immorality impurity and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like i warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god i wish i had the scripture yesterday when i was talking to this man uh i just didn't think about it but that's the thing like even when i was talking to him he was saying like i'm okay to do what i want to do because i have a relationship with god like so i can do this on this day this on this day and then but as long as i pray seek god i'm straight it's like a slap in the face yeah and like, yeah i'm gonna do it but you can't stop me but i'm still gonna just hey what's up yeah yeah that's it's not like, relationship it's yeah. not it's that's not. taking god for granted you want to be careful we forget that he can just pluck us up yeah if he actually wanted to he could take us out if he wanted to and that and was, that's see we that's exactly what i started to say to him i was like I, I, like, there's a fear of of God that I have. That's like, at any minute, He could take yeah. my life away. Right. Yeah. It's a healthy like, fear. Yeah, yeah, it's a healthy yeah, it's fear. A healthy like, fear. When, when I say fear of God, it's it's not like fear, like scare, spirit of fear. It's a it's a reverence of like, yep. right? Yeah. God is the Almighty, All Powerful God. <laughs> if my life, if He wants to stop my life right now, yeah. I could be dead. Yeah. And it's the honor of like, God, you can do anything. My, my like every breath I breathe is a gift from you, yep. and like yeah. when I when I really have that posture, I'm like it humbles me because I'm like mm-hmm. he don't owe me nothing uh-uh. at, at all. At all. Um, you have to be careful becoming desensitized to sin and like yeah. um, sensitivity. Yeah, and <sighs> yeah, that's a good word for desensitization. Yeah. Desensitization? Desensitized. Mm-hmm. No, just desensitized. <laughs> that's it. No. Right? You're doing, like yeah, <laughs> you, doing like me with the 360 now. You're doing like me with the 360 now. She said the word. I was going to say the other part, like abusing his grace. Like, yeah. that's not yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Paul said that. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the scripture, the reference, but. It says, shall we continue in, in sin that mm-hmm. grace may abound or that gra- grace may increase? Absolutely not. And like saying, like, he was talking about God's grace and how good it is and how we're not under the law anymore and how uh, th- under this new covenant, like, sin is not the way it was in the Old Testament where you had to sacrifice the animal. And it's not that. We're under the new covenant. But do not take his grace for granted mm-hmm. that's what right. we do a lot of times we like mm-hmm. right ah. that's the thing about christianity that makes it so much different from other religions is that we have that actual grace of of god the, yeah. the grace of jesus christ and we know in our back pocket that he's always going to forgive us whereas other relationships our other religions a lot of them are works-based whereas if i pray enough i do righteous enough I'll be good. And so you see them 
earning their faith. Whereas we don't have to earn our faith, which is great, but in that it leads us to take uh, advantage of and take for granted of the, the grace that we've been given. So, And I kind of just had like this thought right now as you were speaking, like understanding grace is very important because I've seen posts on like TikTok and Instagram where people say, well, Jesus died for our sins so we can go and sin as much as we want because he's going to forgive mm-hmm. us. But that's like a terrible misunderstanding of what he did for us. What he did, it is by grace. We are saved by grace. But that doesn't mean that you continue to live in those ways. And now I'm just thinking as well that it's important to be reading your your Bible, you know, reading the word that he gave us, that he like he left us. Because people say that they have a relationship with God because they pray, but that's a one-sided relationship. You know, you say whatever you want to him, but then when it comes to listening, you don't want to listen. Right. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's real. And I wanted to read that scripture. So it starts at the end of Romans 5 and goes to Romans 6. So Romans, we'll go 20. Uh, Romans 5, verse chapter 5, verse 21, actually. So that just at, nope, 20, sorry. The law was brought in so that trespass may increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So when people continue to sin more, God's grace was even more plentiful or abundant, right? So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Now go to 6. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? And so one of the things that people don't, a lot of people don't realize is that, which, and I didn't for a while, is that when you, when you actually become saved, your, your old man, like your fleshly man dies. And you become a new, you literally become a new creature that is not sinful in nature. And so we think like, ah, I'm a human being, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sinful man. But it's like, no, you, we, we've died, like he literally says we've died to sin um, and, and we've taken on a new life in Christ. And so mm-hmm. it's just important to remember that even when you go about like temptation and stuff pops up, you, you like, I don't have to do this. Like, I know it seems like an obvious thing, but sometimes just remembering that it was like, I'm above this. Yeah, that's like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is not my nature. I'm literally, I'm, I'm created in the image of God, and I'm renewed through Christ, mm-hmm. and I've been given a new, a new mind. I've been given a new spirit mm-hmm. that enables me to, to conquer sin. That's what it is. It's your spirit. Yeah. The old spirit dies. Yeah. And you get a new spirit. You get God's spirit. And so it's our job as, as followers of Christ to manage our flesh, to make sure that our spirit is leading, our soul is in alignment, and our flesh is in alignment with that. Mm-hmm. But when you talked earlier about um, like grace and people like uh, sinning because they feel like they'll be forgiven, it's like we forget that we are called to be holy, like we are set apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're supposed to be different. We're not supposed to be the same as we were. Um, so. Yeah, that's real. And, 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 and
I just saw a lot of movement. That's the only thing about the podcast outside. You gotta deal with the bugs. You out here in the elements. Just say got some bugs spraying my bag over there. And to add to that, that's where um, the fruit of the spirit, self control, comes in because we don't have to do these things. Um, And and then self control isn't even my self control; it's my God's self control, the God in me, the control He has in my life, and what He desires of me. Um, Yeah, because I don't have to fall to sin anymore. I just I can look at that and be like, oh, I really I have the spirit of God in me. I don't want to do that. That doesn't please this um, Holy Spirit. I don't like that. No. Yeah. Because of the self-control that I have in Christ, he gives me that. That is the gift. I think, yeah. So China had just said it, and I was thinking it. She was like, that's still Galatians 5, where yeah. it lists. I think it's so it's so it dope that it was written that way. It, it's literally, they're right next to each other, where it's listed the acts of the flesh, mm-hmm. which you should not do. But then it's like, the but, and that's how the verse starts in Galatians 5. Uh, verse 22 but the fruit of the spirit and I think even like the but being there is so important because it's like but wait hold on let me let you know there is a reason there's a way out of there's a way to right. not do these things and there's a there's this is the ideal path right, right. so the the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you everything you shouldn't do. Then I'm gonna give you everything that we strive for. And the thing about the fruits of the Spirit versus the gifts, the gifts are given. Right, just like anything, you get a gift. You don't have to earn a gift, but fruit has to be cultivated. If you plant a tree, you gotta uh, plant an apple tree. You have to till the ground, plant the seed, water it. Make, like, there's a process. You don't just wake up and then have an apple tree. So with any of these um, fruits of the spirit, it requires your continuous um, cultivation of that fruit. You can't just say, "Lord, I want, I want to, I want to have joy." Or I want to have uh, self-control to the maximum. I want to have the self-control of Jesus right now. It don't. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Um, he um, can definitely, through His grace, enable you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Sorry, but I don't know why I keep saying sorry. I'm gonna yeah. stop. But every time, like, I get really excited when the Bible like mentions any like like analogy of plants or anything because when it comes to like fruit of the spirit you only know what type of tree or what type of anything it is when you see the fruit so when we're talking about like what does it mean to be a christian or like you know like being christ-like we know by that fruit that we bear those fruits of the spirit that are in in the scripture like we can identify a christian by the fruit that they bear yes yeah. That's scripture. What is it though? Hold on. Hold on. There's a scripture. You because it's like you know them by their fruit. Judge people by their. Yeah. Oh, Matthew. Matthew seven. The scripture was in your girl. You know Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'll start at sixteen. Matthew chapter seven verse sixteen. By their fruit you will recognize them. 
Do people pick grapes from thorn, br- thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad, fruit, bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. So, ooh. So even again, going back to that same thing of, <laughs> ooh, eh? ooh. <laughs> that, I, I, I felt it. I felt it. So, going back to that that same um, thing of like, I can make it to heaven by what I do. I can make it to heaven by by what I do. You can't. And 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 then even on the other thing of like, I can do what I want and still get into heaven. It's not to say that there's no sin that's unforgivable, right? It's that um, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, right? That's that's scripture. But it's to say that every fruit that does not, or every tree that does not bear good fruit, is cut down and thrown into the fire. That's that's a clear metaphor for those that do not walk in the path of righteousness cannot make it into heaven um and so i think it's just like it's just so important to try to make it plain to people and of course we do it in love and grace but i think sometimes we can try to be so like not pressing any buttons that we don't we spare the the truth of it the reality of it is bro if you do not repent of your sin there's no there's no place in heaven for you like Jesus said many, many, and we're talking about, that's just regular stuff. Right. Jesus said people that prophesy and cast out demons will right. say to me, Lord, Lord. And he was, he said, yeah, oh, it is in the same chapter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Yeah, literally the next verse. Yeah. Not everyone who says, says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Right. Many will say to me on that day, dang, I was right, I was literally yeah. right there. You in the book? Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. I never knew you. Who are you? Not like, ah, oh, sorry, you didn't make it. Nah, now you didn't. Now you just didn't make the cut. Like, ah, sorry. Like you didn't. You didn't make the team. Away from me, you evil doers! I never knew you. Right. I never knew you. That's crazy. These and we talking about like these are people. Imagine people that you know that are prophesying, casting out demons, healing the sick. Surely they would make it into heaven, right? He said, "I don't even know them. Who are you? Like, like, who are y'all?" Um, and so it's not enough to do good stuff. It's it's a relationship with Christ because you can. It's crazy enough, but you can do stuff in Jesus' name and not have relationship with Him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like now, at a certain time, like I feel. Uh, I don't want to say that. You can do you can do miraculous things in the name of Jesus without having a relationship with Him, and uh, the Bible says gifts come without repentance. And I mean, it's 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 sad, but people do it every day. And and without the Spirit of God, you would never know. It's 
preachers that pre- get on a Sunday, get on stage on Sunday, and preach sinners to conviction and, and repentance, and they go after after service and do whatever they want to do. That's not that's not righteous, and um, it's unfortunate. But at the end of the day, we just do what we're called. We we walk in righteousness, and we leave the rest to God because we're all imperfect people. There's no levels of imperfection. We all imperfect. But there is um, there is a, a righteousness that we seek to to strive for. So, and I was gonna say, like you said, the key to that is repentance. Yeah, a lot of people don't repent of what they're doing because they see no need to. So you can't just do anything and get in heaven because you're doing something that's clearly stated. This is a no, but you also don't feel bad mm-hmm. for it either. And you're like, I'm gonna, I'm. I'm going to keep doing this. I like this. This pleases me. So I'm just going to keep doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're missing the part that makes a difference of being in repentance. So yeah. there it is. You can't. <laughs> That's real. I'm going to say a quick prayer for those that are in a place where you're like, I, I know I'm wrong. You still, you still know you're wrong, but you're like, I don't feel like I have the strength to do what God called me to do or the wit I don't want to do what God called me to do. So Lord I pray for anybody listening, God, that feels that they're 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 not walking in the way of righteousness. They're not doing what you've called them to do, God. But they they I pray right now that your spirit would um convict them, Lord, that yeah. it wouldn't condemn them, it wouldn't bring them to shame, but it would bring them to knowing that um they are called to walk in you, God. They're called to walk yeah by your spirit, God, and to do the things that please you, God, to bear the fruits of the spirit, God, to bear um, your image, God, to be um, image bearers of you, God. So I pray even now, excuse me, against the lie of the enemy that says that you can't do it or that if you yeah. give up your life to Christ that your life is going to be worse or that it's not going to be enjoyable. Well, Lord, I pray that people would know that life in you is the best, um, the best way to live, God, and that there is no um, other way to get to you in eternal life but through your son Jesus through repentance of sin God and through um, a life that is dedicated to doing your will God and so I pray even now Lord that you would just make it plain to people um, and not even just make it plain but you would make it enjoyable for people to walk in you God and to do what you called them to do so I pray this in Jesus name Amen. Amen I share I've shared it on a couple of the podcast episodes, but I always remember that there's always new listeners and stuff. And I read it in a book, and it's about this lady that um, she gets married to this guy, and the the night that she gets married, he like completely flips, and he's not the same. He's like angry. He's controlling, abusive. He's having her do all these this stuff and all these commands, and it's just terrible. So after a few years of a terrible marriage, he passes away, and you know after a couple of years, she finds a new husband. So in her new marriage, she's chilling, blah blah blah, blah, blah and she's cleaning up the attic. <laughs> Don't laugh at my sound, my little. Sorry. Clean, <laughs> um, she's cleaning the attic, right? Yeah. And she finds a list of things from her old husband that he made her do. And when she was reading the list, she realized that all of the things that her husband made her do that she couldn't keep up with, that she couldn't do, she was already doing for her husband now, her new husband, 
out of love without even having to be asked or told or but just because she genuinely loved him and she and he genuinely loved her and so it's just a metaphor for when you truly begin to walk in love with Christ it's not it's not a chore it's not like oh man I have oh, to yeah. give up all of this stuff it's God I love you this is what you called me to I want to do this to please you and I want to do what's best for me because I know what's, what you said is best for me is, is best for me whether I think it or not and so I just thought it was a dope like analogy for like our, that relationship because it can sometimes seem like I got to give up all this I got to complete this list of stuff the whole bible I got to complete the list of stuff to do but it's not that it's once you tru truly find relationship with him it becomes easy and not even that it just it, it becomes enjoyable so mm -hmm. yeah. um what do you say Kia oh uh, anybody have any other thoughts well um I was just thinking like even when you said that like I think of like my best friend um I don't have to do stuff for her like I want to or I get to or we get to have share these experiences with each other so um like at first like because I feel like people teeter because they think that the world is such a fun this and this and this and like I'm not even gonna front like it wasn't fun but it wasn't healthy like yeah it wasn't it wasn't satisfying like you said earlier um so relationship has like been like the big thing that i've been like focused on like building with with christ because when you think about it in a simple way of just having that friend or just spending time with that friend like you want to do these things you want to be in his will you want to read his word and know more about him so yeah yeah that's good and even when you're in relationship with him and I mean, I feel like we've all had these moments where we kind of just like step away from him or I'll just speak for myself, you know, um, you're doing good with God, you know, you're, you're obeying, you know, you're praying, you know, you're reading. And then one day you kind of just decide to take a step back. Oh, I don't really feel like praying tonight. Oh, I don't really feel like reading tonight. And then it's been a while. Then you realize that your life has actually gotten pretty bad you know when you decide to step away from him and his will and like stop listening to him then you realize like the world is really not so good you know and um yeah. i have like this there's like this little ring like i don't know it's like a little play area in my neighborhood and i remember i was sitting in it one day and i'm like this is what it feels like to be with God. You know, you're protected. You know, you have his protection, this wall of protection around you, and you're good. But it's like once you decide to take that that foot, that step out, you know, you're not safe anymore. You're not yeah. safe in the world. The enemy, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm back. I'm going to get her. I'm going to get them right now. You know, mm -hmm. this is a good time. Um, and also, I just feel like I need to say that God does not like lukewarms. You know, he... You need to be either hot or cold, you know, or he will spit you out. And that's what it says in the scripture. I know it's somewhere in Revelation, yeah. you know. So we need to decide if we want to be walking with God, you know, or if we want to be walking with the enemy. And I'm just going to say that plainly. You need to choose, you know, because you don't know when it's going to be your last day. How are you going to defend yourself on Judgment Day? Is Jesus going to say, this is mine, he's mine, or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's real. I remember the moment I really realized the whole, like, I, I knew the scripture, either hot or cold, but not lukewarm or I would spit you out of my mouth. 
but it hit me one day. I went to a coffee shop, and I don't drink coffee. I'm a tea type person, so that <laughs> lose all respect here. <laughs> Music. Tea. <laughs> I mean, I love tea. I just was like, oh, I, I, I can't get down top. with coffee right Shout now. Tea. <laughs> but I was at a, I was at the shop and I had tea and they were like, "Do you want it hot or cold?" And I was like, "Hot." <laughs> so I got it. She gave it to me. It was hot. It was great. But I had been there for a couple of hours working on stuff, and after a while, I took a sip, and it was like. It wasn't hot and it wasn't cold. And I was like, this ain't good. And so I was like, well, I can't ask them to reheat the tea. So I said, um, excuse me, can I get some ice? And so I got some ice and I put that in there. And I was like, I didn't originally want a cold drink. But I was like, the cold drink is still better than this little lukewarm drink. And I was yeah. like, oh, it, it was like literally when I did it, I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I was like, this is what it means. Like, he would rather you be not serving him at all than for you to like have serve him mm-hmm. and i was like wow like that's i get it now because i always heard it but i'm like dang you you just gonna spit us out like <laughs> but now nah, it's real I never knew you. yeah that's it but it's necessary as well just because we are ambassadors for christ you know we represent yeah. him um so if you're claiming to be like a christian you're saying oh yeah i follow jesus but your fruits they're not showing your fruits they're not it's not giving Christian, you know, <laughs> other people. Like for real though, like people are gonna begin to think, well, okay, well, this person is doing this. Well, that means I can do it too. You know, you are representing him. You know, yeah. when you walk outside, whatever you do, you're you're representing Christ. So we have to be our best, you know, to be like him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're you're not just affecting even when you you're you're acting in sin, you're not only like affecting yourself, you're affecting everybody else yeah. as well. We need to be very mindful of yeah. that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's so that's 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 so good. Um It's unfortunate because it's like when we do you know, people judge um Christians, um and like she said, you representing Christ, they're not just going to make a determination about you. That's automatically going to change their view of who yeah. God is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, uh, yeah, you just have to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, I had another thought, but I'm going to let you go. <laughs> you lost it or you don't want to share it? Um, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Paul said we are ambassador. I'm an ambassador for Christ. Like, I consider my life nothing if it's not to be used to do the goodwill of Christ, to, sh- to sh- spread and share the gospel. Yeah. Um, and like that's that's where like I think of the song. Uh, who sings it? I don't know. Uh, I was about to sing it, but I'm not singing it now. Sing it. I sing, give I give myself away. It. Go ahead, uh, Michaela, sing it. Really? Uh, we can sing it together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I like, used to lead that, that song when I was a child. But now, like, think about it. Like, my life is not my own. Right. To you, I belong. I give my like. It's not my own. Yeah. That's the other thing. We be selfish about a life that ain't even ours. We mm-hmm. like it's borrowed. It's like literally, he, it's only by His grace. And so it's like, how arrogant of us to think like to do what we want to do, when it's like, I created you for I me. Created you. 
I created you for me. That's like imagine you make a robot and it doesn't do anything that you've made it to do. You created it to do get you some water every day. Like this is the only thing the robot's supposed to do. Go give me some water when I wake up. And that's all you created it to do. It's programmed perfectly. It has everything it needs. It got a little cup holder and everything. And it just decides to do everything else. It spits in your face. It don't it don't do anything that you told it to do. And it's like I created you for one purpose. Bring me glory. Whatever I've created you to do three things. I've created you to bring me glory, to love me, to love your neighbors, and to lead other people to do to, to do the same thing. If you're anything other than that, what are you doing? And I'm saying it like kind of harshly, but like, trust me, I've been there where it's like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. Like, <laughs> dang. And then you really it, it hits you one day, and we're just like, I'm I'm created, like we're vessels to be used by God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. We say we we if you go to church, you've heard that verse a lot. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, pleasing to God. Like we say it kind of quick, but if you think about a sacrifice, like a living sacrifice, yeah. like I'm I'm a living unit or tool of God to be used to whatever His discretion is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we really realize that, it not only um, leads us to do what he called us to do but it makes it easier because you're like my will don't even doesn't even matter what i want to do me wanting to listen in listen to this song it don't really matter because it's not my my these are not my ears these are not it's not my own brain it's it's a i'm borrowed it i I borrowed it from god um so yeah and it's it just makes me think like we have this idea or people have this idea that we have all the time in the world to get it right with god and there's two scriptures i believe i can't remember where but like that tells us plainly we don't know how much time we actually have before our time is here um our time here is done because what is the scripture it's like don't brag about what you're gonna do or what's to come because your days aren't it's not promised yeah I, i i know what you're talking about i find it um but like it's this idea that we have time i have time to get it right me and guy like we cool because i have time i have time but who said you have that much time god didn't actually promise you that much time that's why you have to get it right today kind of figure it out with him today because any day that could be your last day yeah and then you'll be in eternity and wherever you'll be for eternity man just to pick up like from where you were saying uh, that's definitely a lie from the enemy and you see how it's been spread to where people now believe that they are going to reincarnate you know they they think that they have so much time that okay i'll just do this in my next lifetime in my next lifetime it'll be like this you know but we are truly living on borrowed time it says it plainly in the scriptures and whether you believe it or not it's gonna happen no, I, I ain't find it. Yet. I ain't find it. Yet. Keep talking. Keep, Put like brag in the NIV. Huh? Like brag. Oh, bra- yeah. Uh, just, I've been like thinking, like living sacrifice has just been James. in my head ever since he said that. Like James thinking Ford. about like the flesh that is like James, we James, have to kill our flesh every day. Yeah. So it's like that sacrifice part. Like okay. I'm going to live for God, but I have to kill off all these thoughts, all these temptations, all this extra stuff that the devil tries to, like, set up for us. Um, 
because I am that living sacrifice. So that's just been replaying in my head. Mm-hmm. You really think and like break down the word. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Oh, listen, uh, James chapter four, verse 13. Now listen, you who will say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why you do not even know what, ha- wait, oh, yikes. Okay, here we go. Sorry, my iPad was tripping. So, I'm at 14 now. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. So, hold on. This man said... That's why I love James. This man Spooker said, James. James, is fire. Nah, James oh, is fire. James is my favorite. And it's nice and concise, too. He, yes. he, he went straight in. He said, I'm going to give y'all a couple chapters and I'm done. <laughs> um, but he says, because I kind of I messed it up when I read it. Listen to you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there. He's saying, like, you're making plans on stuff and you don't even know. Right that you're going to live tomorrow. Right. And that's not to say that we shouldn't plan anything. I'm not saying that yeah. you planning a trip for next year is arrogant because you think you're going to go. <laughs> His whole point is to say some people, it's that lack of reverence that I talked about earlier, that God can strike me down at any moment or that my life is not guaranteed, yeah. that every breath is a is a gift. Mm-hmm. It, some people live without that awareness and so they just kind of like uh, I'll do this whenever I'm ready right. I'll get saved whenever I feel like it right. whenever mm-hmm. it's convenient for me which the, you like you never know right. nobody knows the day or the hour um, and so it's just it's just sad that to think of um, people that are okay with knowing that if they die right now they wouldn't be uh, they wouldn't mm-hmm. go to heaven Like I got a lot of backlash kind of from my hometown community because I'm so because I'm 22 and I'm like, I just want to live sold out for Christ. Right. And they're like, but you have all your life to live. You have all your time to live life and do whatever you want to do. And I'm like, but the truth is, if God came back and I'm in the middle of sin in the exact moment he comes back, where will I be? Am I going to hell because I didn't have a chance to repent and get it right and give my life to Christ in that moment? Like where will i be so i don't have all the time in the world to start today god didn't put you up here to like wait till tomorrow or wait until you got more money or got a house to get with him he said today i put you here today start today yeah i feel like that just makes me think again of like that negative connotation that like christianity has on it like people are like oh you have all this time yeah i have all this time to 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 live live in his will like and it's the best that he has to give us, you know, right. like mm-hmm. this is the best path of my right. life. Like there's no there's no other way that's going to give me the joy and the love and the, the peace that I can obtain right. other than doing what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then Kia, like even going to what you were saying, like. That's just the straight. That's just straight. The enemy, like the mindset of the enemy, to like condemn someone for living for Christ. Like even if you just say that out loud, it don't sound right. Um, and and furthermore, like 
it's not like we don't we don't get carried away in works. It's not like if I if I made a sin or if I sin and didn't repent right then and God comes down that I'm not going to heaven. It's not that. It's it's do you have a repentant heart? Like we repentance is required, but it's not to say like if he comes down right now and you just had a thought ten seconds ago that you're going to hell. It's not I don't want us to get caught up in that. It's not that. Um but it's about people that it's 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 uh is do you live a life of repentance? Do you and when you really think about the the definition of repent, it means to turn away. Mm-hmm. So if you really have turned away from something, it's not something that you continue. One eighty not three sixty. When you really have turned away from something, you don't continue to do it because you're heading towards the direction of God. Right. Um, yeah. This has been a dope episode. Any other comments before we hop off? Anything from the audience? Claps. <laughs> <laughs> Little golf claps. <laughs> All right, well. Oh, on the went off. Um, that child saved. Huh? Say he can't be on Instagram all day long. I know. I'll be putting the timer. I'll be putting a little. Uh, wow. little I set mine for two hours the other day. Dang. No I'm on the live, too. They probably got kicked off. Did it save it? Oh, pause. Oh, okay. I don't know if they're oh, still so on it, though. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, I'm hoping and praying that that this episode has really compelled you to not just live a Christian life, but to actually look forward to it, to enjoy it, and to remember that like this is not something that I have to do. This is something that we get to do. This is a privilege to live this life and to be in the in the number of those that will go and be with the father in eternity so i just pray that you are encouraged and i pray that you continue to make today worth living